Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of Sneak Up. It's Pedestrian's podcast dedicated to all things art, music, dance, and all-round culture, sponsored by Platypus Shoes. My name is Jack, and I'm your host and your avatar for these amazing conversations that we've been having here on the show. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Sydney-born illustrator and writer Martina Martian. She's become recognized for her personal quotes and distinctive illustrations that explore themes of empowerment and positivity. She's just moved to London and is doing more and more work for some absolutely huge international brands. So what better time to chat than right now? Martina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So, Martina, with a last name or a online last name, like Martian, I've got to ask, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> I've never been asked that. Really? <laughs> I actually haven't. Surely that's like square one. No, usually people assume it's my legal last name, which I find really funny. Oh, like, but that's really rude of me. Imagine if it was oh, and I just gotten it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely just like an artist pseudonym. Um, cool. And yeah, 100%. Like, I think there's definitely other life forms out there mm. and we'd be very naive to disregard that as a possibility. Yeah. Thank God. That's like my first <laughs> step to knowing if I'm going to like talking to someone is asking wow. that question. You are the first person that I've well, asked that of, on the program. Oh, okay. But, but just wanted to be clear. It's not just your standard go-to. You, to most of the time everyone. it is, but not in a professional atmosphere. <laughs> professional. Um. Now, again, I've got to ask, what do you think they look like? What do they look... Okay, no, no this is getting too... <laughs> this I haven't will be the even last this this. question I'll ask, I promise. Um, I don't think even my imagination can get that far, and I feel like it's like a scientific question, so I just... I mean, maybe they don't have physical bodies at all, so who knows? <laughs> that was I'm a, really thinking quite deeply Yeah, that it, was like. a great answer. That was an awesome answer. Cool, okay, now we can get into a little bit more... This is me. I like think too deeply about the answer. <laughs> Good. And you're just like, this was, it was not a serious question. No, like. no way. No way. That, that's why I asked it. <laughs> so moving into a more sort of business-esque conversation, if you can call it that. Um, for those of us that haven't seen your work before, I felt like it would probably be an interesting thing to hear you describe it, given that it is a visual medium. So how would you describe your work to someone? Um, my work is very bright. It's always colorful. Um, I draw a lot of flowers and kind of, I guess, traditionally feminine motifs, um, but I wouldn't call my work feminine necessarily. But yeah, it's quite fun and it's very positive to look at. It's very bright. Yeah. Okay, cool. And how did you start working in the style that you do? Like, mm. was there a moment that you designed a tile? Because a lot of the stuff you're doing is sort of like tiles that sit on Instagram and banners and things, right? Like, yeah. was there was there one particular work that, made you realize that you wanted to be doing that a lot? Um, I think my style was developing for a while, but there was definitely a point where I was like, this is my style and I'm sticking to this. Um, I was drawing a lot of inspiration from 80s and 90s and like earlier decades, like record covers and like packaging. And I love like the graphic design of those eras. And then when I started to kind of change it into something I liked, then I was like, this is me. This is it. Like... Yeah, which was a good... F I feel like when you found your style, you do know. So, yeah. yeah. Like, if you don't know if it's your style, then it's not your style. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. And is this your full-time job now? It is, yes. Wow. I'm a full-time artist. Cool. <laughs> yes. When did you realize that this was something that you wanted to be doing with your life? Oh, um, honestly, not that long ago. Um, 
I think it took me a good while to actually be like, oh, this could be my real job. Um, I was studying design, but I fully believed that I was going to finish my degree and then go into like a graphic design job. Like I was just, that was the plan always. Um, and then I, like as I progressed in my degree, I started to have less and left, less time for my degree and my commissions on the side as my side job started to become like my full-time job and then I started to realize like oh my god this actually is a career like I can do this and this is possible and yeah I didn't end up finishing my degree because my design career kicked off which was awesome. Wow okay yeah. there's not many people that can say that <laughs> and how does it feel I know a lot of people sometimes sort of have an apprehension to do what they love as their full-time job was there ever that thought for you? Um no, I was pretty enthusiastic to do it. Cool. But there was like, I was kind of almost forced to do it. Like there was a moment where I had to make that decision. Um, like otherwise was, it just wasn't going to happen? Yeah. Like I was getting towards the end of my degree and I had to decide if I was going to go back for another year um, for like my honours and my final year. And I kind of, like my gut was just saying that I didn't and I wanted, like I felt like going back to uni was actually going to hold me back because I'd have to say no to a lot of jobs. Right. So I was like, okay, do I want to go back to university? And if so, then I like, you know, yeah, it was like, it was a really hard decision. Um, but I went with my gut and I just thought like, no, I'm just going to keep illustrating, keep doing this. Hopefully it works out. <laughs> and then it did. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. And what does a usual day look like for you? Oh, um, I don't really have a schedule. Like I have no regular days, which I think is why I do what I do. Cause I hate, I hate routine. I hate schedules. I hate like locked in plans, even like a week in advance. Like I'm always trying to make sure my day looks different every day. Um, so yeah, I don't have a regular day. Like the only thing that stays consistent is like maybe, Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. Like waking up, like <laughs> eating breakfast. Yeah. Um, I, I just try to like, go somewhere different every day to work if I do work that day <laughs> yeah then so be it yeah exactly <laughs> go with the flow your work is full of positive messages like really lovely affirmations and just general good vibes why is this something that you feel like you need to say or you want to say with your work um I think in general I am just a very positive person like that is my personality always smiling always like thinking on the bright side I'm a Leo we're like full of <laughs> full of love um so I was really just making work that came from my own like experience and it came from my own thoughts and my own writing um I was writing things that I felt like I needed to hear and they were authentic to me and because they were like so personal and so real I think that's why they resonated with other people as well and I think it's important to share your story and important to share your thoughts because like you can't pretend to be someone else and yeah sharing those things helps other people like I get messages every day from people just being like oh that's how I felt or like I needed to hear that and like that's why I do it like literally just for those messages and for those people just being like that helped like thank you. I think there's something to be said as well about you're filling a bit of a niche on Instagram like Instagram is such an easy thing to be comparing yourself against mm -hmm. right like it's hard to sort of sometimes see people living a lifestyle that isn't yours but then I guess your messages come out and they're like oh actually I don't need to be looking at this app that way yeah exactly like I think Instagram can be a really positive place and you can 
decide whether to make that a more positive place for yourself or not. Like unfollow people that don't make you feel good and yeah. like cater your feed. Exactly. And you're going back and forth between London and Sydney at the moment. We've mm-hmm. luckily caught you at a time where you're in Sydney. Why the change in locations? Um, okay. So for me, I've been kind of all over the place the past two years. Um, I've been traveling on and off. I haven't really been in one place for more than like two months at a time. And that was really intense. And then this year I found that I was kind of circling back to the same places. And that was like New York, London and Sydney. And I was spending longer each time and I was thinking, okay, I think I'm starting to slow down. I think I'm wanting to actually stop for a while. Like I want to make a home somewhere. And for me, Sydney was never going to be that home. Um, As much as I love Sydney, I think since I was like little, as like as a small child, I was always like, no, I'm going to end up in New York or London or somewhere overseas. Like I just always knew. So I resisted like nesting and settling in Sydney because I just thought like I'm going to be gone someday. So what's the point? Um, and then, yeah, this year, I mean, it was always going to be New York, but then I went to London and I was like, oh, this actually could be a home. Like, and this is a lot easier to move to right now. And there's a lot of Australians there. It's like not a huge shift in like culture. So I just thought, okay, this is it. I'm going to make my base here. Let's do it. Fair enough. And how are you finding working there? Like, I imagine that you're able to work anywhere, but has it changed your working life? Um... I've kind of been working on the road for a long time, so it's not that different, but I find that because I'm actually looking to settle in London, I'm working a lot harder to make the connections there and like actually get clients there. Build a base. Exactly. Whereas before I was kind of like, wherever the clients are, that's, that's fine. Um, But now I'm like, I'm actually trying to build a network. And so it's been like quite intense and like, it's a fast paced city and it's exciting. I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, London's, London's lovely. Yeah. On that note of positivity and empowerment again, mm. do you think that there's a, a other things that you're looking to say or is it always going to be those positive messages? Um, I think as a person, I kind of have like this almost incessant need to make people feel good around me and like to make them feel better. Like I almost see it as like a personal failure if someone's not in a good mood and I haven't lifted their spirits. And like, that's a good and bad thing because it means that sometimes I compromise parts of myself because I want someone to feel better about themselves. Um, so yeah, I think for a long time, my work has been very positive and it's about making f- people feel good. Um, but I don't think that I want to necessarily stick to that and I think as my own personality develops my work will as well um and I think I'm sort of starting to learn to be more confident in just being myself and less concerned about making everyone feel good so my work will definitely start to reflect that and I'll start to create work which is a bit more like stop minimizing yourself to make others comfortable and like you know getting into those kind of more empowered and strong and maybe less likable and less positive phrases. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible phrases and mean mean things to say to people. Deal with it. (laughs) We'll be back to our interview with Martina in just a moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Wouldn't you want to hear from Kanye right before he released the college dropout? You know, right before he was Kanye? Well, that's what Sneak Up, a Platypus Shoes podcast, is all about. Conversations with talented people blazing the trail. I've seen in your work, you're doing stuff not just with um, 
with sort of like actual design physically on, you know, a piece of paper in inverted mm. commas, but, <laughs> you know, on the screen. But you've also been doing work in mediums like augmented reality. Yes. Can you tell me a bit about that? Um, yeah, I think this year in terms of my involvement as an artist, I really wanted to start thinking about how to bring my illustrations to life because 2D just wasn't doing it for me. And a big part of that was learning about augmented reality and how to make my work literally interactive. So I've made a couple of face filters on Instagram, which you can use. And I've been partnering with Adobe to use their new app called Adobe Error, which is an augmented reality app. And it's very easy to use. And um, yeah, I've been using that to kind of actually put like my quotes and phrases in like cool locations that you can like walk through them, which is really cool. And so are you using like a QR code for that with the Adobe app or is that um, like a... You can share a link and okay. other people can open it on their Adobe Era app. Right, so. like a like a filter type yeah. deal? Yeah, yeah right, yeah. okay. Cool. What's the sort of approach been to designing a filter as opposed to doing 2D stuff? Um, well, okay, with a filter and like anything that's interactive, I guess you have to consider the context that it's in. So, and you have to consider like whether someone would want to use that as well like yeah. <laughs> it's not just something that they can like on Instagram and share it's like would they actually want to put those flowers on their face and if so where and like how is it flattering and what does it say like yeah so it's just been like a different part of my brain to use like I'm used to people kind of passively consuming my work and now they're actually interacting with it and that's a whole other level yeah interesting yeah, yeah. I guess an artist has never really had to think would this look good on somebody's face yeah I mean, <laughs> exactly. in a very rare circumstance exactly yeah. how have you gone about finding those new formats to work with like you know you're doing stuff with ar and face filters is there anything else you're looking into doing at the moment um yeah i've been doing a lot more installations as well so i started out just like literally sawing wood and like painting and just like using my hands again which was great um, and then I ended up doing this massive installation for Adidas in, um, or Adidas, however you want to say it, <laughs> um, in Los Angeles, which is really, really exciting. So that's been another cool new avenue to explore. Cool. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about the installation? Oh, yeah. The um, Adidas one? <laughs> yes. The, the exciting one. That was like definitely a highlight of the year. Um, I did this massive archway. It's like a big swirly, colorful archway with flowers on it, of course, because I love my flowers. <laughs> of course. And um, it was for a girls' charity event. I think it was called Girls on the Run. And it was just about getting girls more involved with sports and pushing that. So it was like a very amazing like organization and event to support. And Adidas were running it as well as, I think, Amazon. And yeah, they asked me because I'm like a female artist and a lot of my work is about empowering women to create this. Literally, it was like a, I don't know, like meters long archway. Like it was the biggest thing I've ever done. And I had like a team of people setting it up. I got to like order some like Official. people around to like <laughs> lift up my giant flowers. <laughs> and like, yeah, it was just, it was so surreal. Yeah. It's an interesting time that we're in with all these other sort of means of visual communication. Like we were talking about AR and with installation how do you sort of see this other element to visual communication taking us? Like, where do you think we'll go? With, like, augmented reality? Yeah, I think I would liken this to the alien question before. Oh, like, yes. Let's get a bit the theoretical here, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that augmented reality is going to be a very real part of our everyday lives. Um, I think we're already getting there. And 
some people they're like oh it's just a gimmick like it's just a fad and like the same thing was said about digital illustration the same thing was said about so much technology mm. and I really do think that VR and AR is going to be like a thing and we're going to be seeing less and less physical products and more and more virtual ones yeah would you get Google Glass yeah I think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I'd definitely go Google Glass. Yeah, when it becomes less like dorky to do so, I yeah, will do it. <laughs> they weren't a nice pair of specs. No, yeah, no. Maybe some schmick. See, pair this of is what I mean. You have to consider whether people would actually want to wear them. True. You know, Flowers on face filters are to Google Glass on nerds. <laughs> exactly. <Not sure. laughs> uh, um, so going also, I to back to the thing you mentioned before about the um, working with Adobe. I've heard that you've been hosting workshops and you've been speaking at a number of design conferences. Can you sort of give us an idea of what you're running through in these workshops? Um, yeah, I did a few. I did my first workshop in New York, which was very jump in the deep end, like, okay. <laughs> um, and I did one in Sydney as well. And I've done a few like little meetups around the world. And generally, I'm not necessarily teaching them like, illustration techniques because I don't like I don't know the technical side doesn't really interest me I feel like you can go and find better teachers to teach you that I'm usually just trying to help people tap into what their story is and how they can communicate that so it's kind of like I don't know it's almost like art therapy like we're more just like reflecting and trying to bring our personality to our work so I'm usually like okay like what's some themes you want to explore and it's a lot of yeah a lot of chatting and it's great yeah cool a lot of personal reflection yeah I'm into that and how did you get involved in that um my first workshop I just kind of put it out there that I wanted to do some workshops and then this um great a place in New York called Craft Jam were like well we have a workshop space do you want to do it and I was like well okay <laughs> like I put it out there Sweet. the opportunity came up yeah so I just put them on myself and I think with most of the things that I do, including like installations, every avenue of my career, um, I did it my f myself first and then I got more opportunities from that. So like with installations, like I just started making my own installations and putting in my own money and like posting photos of them and telling people I want to do more installations. And then Adidas hit me up for an installation. So it's like, yeah, you know, you put into the universe and then you get out of it. I was about to say you actualized all of those things for yes. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's a better way of putting it. No, I absolutely no. did. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, now we've spoken about your work with Adidas. You've also done stuff with Adobe and Nike too. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about what it was like to work with those brands? Like, How did it feel when they were reaching out to you as well? Oh my God, it felt awesome. I I always remember like the moment when like a dream brand like emails me or calls me or whatever it is. Like I remember I was in Paris when Adobe emailed me and they were like, we want to fly you out to LA and San Francisco and work with you over the next five months. And I was like screaming. I was so happy. I can imagine. Yeah. Like, I always will celebrate these things because if you're not celebrating the good things when they happen, then like when are you going to celebrate? And Definitely. when are you going to yeah. congratulate yourself? Smell the roses. Exactly. Um, yeah, like they found me. Um, Nike reached out because they loved my gifts and they wanted me to create a series of gifts for the tennis open or something like that. And yeah, so they've just found my work. Adidas as well, like they wanted an installation artist and there I was very much pushing the fact that I wanted to do installations. Yep. And yeah, it feels really good. Working with the big brands, it's, it's uh, I don't know, I almost find it easier than working with smaller ones because they've kind of, 
done this before. They're very um, almost methodical with it. So it's like easy. Um, and I find that, I don't know why, but I think the bigger brands tend to have a lot more trust in me. And so they kind of let me do my thing. And that's like the best way to work. So whereas I've almost found that sometimes with smaller brands, when they have a tighter budget and they're a little bit more stressed, they try to control a bit too much. Right. Yeah. Whereas these bigger brands, like they got a lot, lot of money and they're just like, off you go. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, so it's, wow. it's fun. <laughs> that sort of freedom isn't something that I would assume of big brands. No, but um, I think with me, usually they're collaborating with me because they want to be working with um, me and my style. Like they want me for yeah, right. everything I represent and my brand and my style. So if they're controlling me too much, then they're not going to get that. So, yeah. yeah. It's them wanting you, whereas another brand wants your work for them. I yeah, guess. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Following on from that, we have a section on the show which is called Soulmates. And I feel like it works really well because we're talking about Adidas and Nike. Amazing. You having worked with both of them, can I ask... Mm. Which is your go-to brand? Adidas. Really? Adidas, yeah. Wow, I've that was al- quick. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been... Now Now I'm going to like not get an opportunity with Nike if they hear this. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just out the name. That's right. <laughs> um, no, but I just always have been a really big fan of what they do in terms of their like collaborations. Like they collaborated with Pharrell and they, they've done all these... I feel like they've... And like run DMC. Like they've always been doing these amazing collaborations with artists, with culture makers and... I just love that and I admire that. And now they're doing so much with sustainability and I just think they're always at the forefront and I'm just, yeah, a huge admirer of what they do. Yeah, yeah. I really want a pair of those, like, um, I think it's like Algae Made yes, Boost. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I really want that. Right, and I feel like when you are a giant corporation and brand like that, you have to lead the way because you can and you should. So they're actually doing that, which is great. Preach, preach. And what's your go-to shoe? My go-to shoe, um, I really like a Reebok Club C. That's like my, yeah, I have a special connection with that shoe because my parents wore them in the 80s when they were like traveling around Europe and there's photos of like my dad holding me as a baby wearing his white Reeboks and my mum and her matching white Reeboks and then- That's a big look. Right? It's such like a distinctive 80s look and me, um, when I went on my like big- you know, soul-searching adventure, traveling around the world. I only had one pair of sneakers and that was my Reebok Club Seas. And wow. they last. The circle of life. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that sort of almost fits your style really well as well. Like yeah. the sort of like nostalgic sort of 80s, 90s feeling. Absolutely. I always go for like an 80s, 90s silhouette. Always. Mm. I'm into it. This is Shout Outs on Sneaker. A time to get our fingers on the pulse. No doubt you're across plenty of upcoming designers and creatives. So, who would you like to shout out? Um, well, I'd love to shout out like the women in my life who have gone overseas and are absolutely thriving and like blossoming at what they do, because like that inspires me so much, and that's what I want to do. And I feel like I owe all my strength to them for inspiring me. So, massive shout out to my friend Courtney Brooks. Uh, she's an Australian-born film director I guess and she just did a music video for Aluna George she lives in New York she's absolutely killing it um another girl I'd love to shout out my friend Jess Cochrane she's a painter and she moved to London um and she just did a joint show with Francis Bacon which is insane yeah like 
these are all just women who are just absolutely killing it and they're all from Australia and definitely go follow them. And also my friend um, Olivia Solomon, also known as Yemi Sul, and she's a DJ, she's a model, and now she's like starting to act as well. Like she's just one of those people that just Triple like... Threat. Yeah, like does not hold back from trying everything and learning everything. And I just find her so inspiring. So yeah, definitely keep tabs on her. Um, yeah, those are a couple of women that I just absolutely love. That was a big three. I yeah. think that'll that'll be plenty. <laughs> so now back onto you. What's next for you? I mean, London. Yeah. But is there a, a grand plan involved there? Or it's just sort of a, let's um, see how we go. Yeah, I mean, I always have a grand plan, but I'm very aware of the fact that those plans will not work out and that's okay. Yeah, so I plan to move to London and I plan to absolutely kill it there and become the next big thing. So we'll see. Um, cool. But I really want to step away from being purely an illustrator. I think I want to start redefining myself as more of a speaker and a writer and someone who's more known for her words and her thoughts rather than just the fact that I draw flowers. So I feel like I'm getting there and I'd really like to solidify that kind of new definition for myself. Cool. Yeah. Oh, well, your words are half the battle anyway. I feel like that's, that's a very logical I, next step. Exactly. I feel like that's where the true value of my work is. So I want to embrace that. Cool. And finally, what kind of advice would you give to would-be designers and creatives? Um, whatever opportunities you want, uh, try to create them for yourself. Um, if you want to get hired by a certain brand, then reach out to that brand. And if you want to get jobs doing something, then show the world that you can do it and show the world that you're capable. Um, by doing personal projects, whatever it is, just put it out there into the universe and then you'll get it back. Yeah. Cool. Words to live by. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Martina, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jack. <laughs> That's it for another episode of Sneak Up. Martina had so many positive things to say that it's got me walking away from this interview feeling myself more than ever. I hope it's done the same for you too. If you wanted to keep up to date with Martina, her adventures in London and all the great work she's doing, you can check her out over on her Instagram at Martina Martian. While you're there, why not chuck a follow to Platypus too at platypus underscore sneakers and pedestrian TV at pedestrian TV. If you enjoyed this episode of Sneak Up, be sure to subscribe to the Pedestrian Podcast Network to stay up to date. I'll be back in a fortnight, but till then... Keep it sneaky.